0: Welcome to Multifamily Real Estate Investing presented by Mara Poling. My name is Pat Poling, I'm the founder and CEO of Mara Poling, and I'm happy to be with you this week to talk about real estate investing in a bit of a different way. So I have a question for you. What would you do if I gave you 1 million dollars and then I told you you can't actually use the million dollars you can't spend it you can't go buy a house or a car or take a vacation you can only use the cash that it generates what would you do with that money how could multifamily real estate play a role in this and what might look like that look like over time 5 years 10 years 20 years 40 years that's what we're going to talk about this week If you have any questions, please shoot me an email, pat at marapolling.com. Don't forget to swing by the Learning Center at marapolling.com. Register for upcoming webinars. You can also register to join the podcast group. We send out advanced copies of snippets of each episode a week in advance, along with a copy of any handout that might be associated. Uh, There is a handout for this week's session, so if you'd like to have a copy of that, you can just shoot me an email, pat at marapolling.com, or you can go to the Learning Center and register there to receive those weekly updates. All right, so let's dive in. So what on earth am I talking about? (laughs) Obviously, we're not going to give anybody a million dollars this is a thought experiment and the idea is how can we look at investing with the idea being that we are going to focus on the growth in our invested capital and what the growth in that capital can do for us over various periods of time how do i optimize the return on my investment so i give you a million dollars well you could take the million and, like we said and you could go spend it you could buy a house and you could buy a new car and you could take a vacation Um, all of those things uh aren't really creating any assets for you Now, before you say, wait a minute, you said I could buy a house. Yes, you could buy a house, but that's your primary residence. And I think we're in the same camp as the vast majority of investors in which your primary residence isn't something that should be thought of as an investment. There's an investment element to it, correct? Especially if you're uh, in that phase of life where you're growing your family and maybe you're moving from a starter home to a larger home or you're you're moving into or going to be purchasing the home that you're going to raise your family in. Eventually, you'll probably downsize. And when you downsize, yes, there's some money that you can take off the table. Otherwise, these are, these are funds that are really part of your long-term estate for your heirs and really not managed with an investment Uh, in mind. So that doesn't really count. A car, well, that depreciates. A vacation uh, creates wonderful memories, but the dollars are gone. And I wouldn't have any money left, right? The million dollars would be be gone. So we're going to put some restraints on what you can do with this million dollars we give you. And that is you can't use the million dollars. You can't take it and buy stuff, nor can you sell the assets, liquidate the assets that you purchase with the million dollars and use those funds for the same kinds of things. So if you invest the million dollars and you're able to grow it dramatically, you can't take the money that you've grown it into. You grow a million into 2 million into 5 million into 10 million You can't sell the $10 million worth of assets and then use the $10 million. That's the restraint we're putting on this. So what do you do with it? Well, you could do a number of things, right? You could, uh, the ultimate swing for the fence move, right? You could hop on a plane and fly to Las Vegas and walk into a casino and put a million dollars on black and spin the wheel. And you've got, I think it's a 48% chance that uh, uh, that you'll win and you've got a 52% chance that you'll lose. And that's because of those little green numbers that are on a roulette wheel. Um, so that's pretty risky, not even a 50, 50 proposition, even if it was a 50, 50 proposition and you won, now you have $2 million. And under the rules that we laid out, you can't do anything with the 2 million. You can't spend the 2 million, So I need to invest this money, not in a way that it purely grows, but I need to invest it in a way in which it not only grows, but it also generates income. So I'm thinking about the $1 million challenge in terms of a balanced return. Well, multifamily real estate is an ideal place to invest money when one is seeking a balanced return. Why? Well, multifamily real estate assets, apartments, grow in value over time. Not because they grow in value because people just want to pay more for them, although that could be a small component, right? The market might, uh, at one period of time, value investments in multifamily real estate uh, at a higher rate than they value them at some other point in time. That's that's the difference in cap rates uh, that I'm referring to. But let's set that aside because that's really the minor part of it. The growth comes from the fact that you're not investing in an apartment, you're investing in a business which rents an apartment to a tenant And that business can grow over time and generate more income. And as it generates more income, it becomes more valuable. And so there's a growth component in multifamily real estate. And there's a cash flow component. Tenant pays rent. The rent covers all the various expenses that are involved. The payment of a property manager, the cost of operating the property, landscaping, insurance, property taxes, maintenance on the property, and it covers the mortgage payment. And there's some cash left over. And that cash that's left over is cash that in the process I'm describing can be used because the cash that comes from that million-dollar investment That's money I can actually use in the $1 million challenge I'm laying out. So a multifamily real estate investment would be an ideal way to invest these dollars, invest this million dollars. So let's take a look at what this looks like over periods of time. Now, I wanted to use some numbers that were fairly conservative here. And while they are conservative, nothing's guaranteed in any investment involving real estate, right? If you want a guaranteed return, you don't invest in real estate or stocks or something else, you go buy a treasury uh, and that's about as guaranteed as you're going to get. So we're talking about numbers that we think are a conservative, reasonable representation of what an investment returns. So... One component of that is the cash. Over a seven-year period of time, I would generally expect this to happen more quickly than seven years, but we're going to say seven years because that makes us a little more conservative. Over a seven-year period of time, it's, I think, a reasonable expectation, even in today's investing environment with the cost of a dollar of NOI, i.e. cap rates, where they are, and interest rates, where they are, that you could achieve an 8% average annual cash return over that seven-year time frame. We have an asset that we're working on an acquisition right now, and it's underwriting essentially at that level. So I think that's a reasonable assumption. Now, what that doesn't mean is that you're going to see 8% year one all the way through 8% year seven. You might see four or 5% year one growing to 8% by year three or four or five. And by the time you get to year seven, it might be nine or 10 or or even more. So there's cash that gets generated. So 8% on a million dollars is $80,000 a year. So, on average, through that first seven years, there's $80,000. So, while I've given you a million dollars, what I've effectively done is given you $80,000 every year for seven years. Now, the other component of the return is growth component, the growth of that million dollars. We think a 10% annual growth rate is very achievable. Historically, our assets have experienced double-digit equity growth on average over their whole periods. We're going to be a little more conservative here, and we're going to say that it's not 10%. It's something more like maybe 7%. So that over the seven years, it grows in value by half. So the beginning of the investment, it's a million dollars. Take the million and you invest it. And seven years later, that million is worth a million and a half dollars. So I've made $500,000 through that. That doesn't change anything about my cash performance in the first seven years. I'm still seeing that average of eighty thousand dollars. That's not any different. So I get to the end of seven years, and I've received eighty thousand dollars a year, and my original million dollars is now worth a million five. That's. in cash that I've received over that seven years. And I've probably done it in a fairly tax efficient way. There could be some tax associated with this. Uh, And by the way, we're setting aside uh, any tax that would be associated with me giving you a million dollars. We're going to say that we'd structure that in such a way in which uh, there's no tax that you're exposed to. Uh, Maybe this is an inheritance, right? So we're just gonna magically give you the million. All right, but what about that next period? So I say a seven-year period, that's a seven-year hold period. So we buy an asset, put our money in, and it operates for seven years, and after seven years it's grown in value enough that my million is now a million five. So I'm going to sell that asset and use a 1031 exchange and take that million five and put that in a new asset that performs in the same manner as the asset we purchased initially, meaning 8% average cash over a seven-year hold period and equity growth over seven years of about 50%. Well, that would mean that when I sell that asset in year seven and then roll into the new asset, my cash on an annual basis is no longer 80000 which is 8% of a million, it's now $120,000 a year, which is 8% of $1,500,000 because that's what I've invested in that new asset. So I'm seeing a significantly higher amount of cash. Now, I don't get to do anything with that half million dollars I made. Remember, that has to stay invested. But now I'm seeing a higher cash flow. And that $120,000 now means in the next seven years, I'm going to receive $840,000 in cash. By the time I get to the end of year 14, my 1 million that grew to 1.5 has now grown to $2,250,000. It's gone up by 50%. And I've received one point four million dollars in cash. That's the five hundred and sixty thousand from the first seven years plus eight hundred and forty thousand from the second seven year hold period. I've now received one point four million dollars in cash. So while well, I gave you a million and said you can't touch the million over a 14-year period of time, you've received more than that million dollars. Well, why not do it again? If you do it again, then from the sale in year 14 through year 21, that next seven-year hold period, again, there's equity growth. The equity growth is... Over a million dollars. by the end of that 21st year, the million dollars we put in has now grown to three million three hundred seventy five thousand dollars. And we're now generating a hundred and eighty thousand dollars a year in cash. That's a hundred thousand dollars more than what we were investing in the first seven years. hundred eighty thousand dollars a year that's over one and a quarter million dollars in cash in that hold period. So let's let's just carry this out to what I would think would be the, the, uh, the ultimate in a long-term plan. And then I'll talk about the timing more in a moment here. In the fourth round the cash flow would grow to $270,000 a year. That's for years 21 through 28. Years 28 through 35, it grows to $405,000 a year. And year 35 through 42, it's over $600,000 a year in cash flow. And... The original million dollars has grown in value to be worth in excess of 11 million dollars and continues to grow and generate returns for you the beneficiary of all of this now you could do this potentially with other investments if they were non real estate investments at every turn at every harvesting you would have to stop and pay the tax man and you'd have to find assets you could invest in that would generate a combination of equity growth and cash flow which if you if you go back and uh listen to the episode we did on asset allocation on why we like commercial real estate, you'll find that one of the reasons we like commercial real estate, multifamily in particular, is because of this balanced return, the fact that we get equity growth and cash and the tax benefits that allow us to keep those gains deferred, that the tax on those is deferred until such time as we break the 1031 chain. So I can imagine some of you are listening, thinking this sounds fantastic. And obviously I get it, a million dollars is scalable. I could take a hundred thousand dollars and do that. And it's just instead of 80,000 in cash, it's 8,000 in cash that grows to not 600,000 in cash, but 60,000 in cash on an annual basis. And yes, it can get, be scaled like that. But your question might be that's a really long period of time, 40 years. What what kind of investment actually operates like this? Well, that's a great question. So let's think for a minute about investing and time horizons and the fact that you are a 40-year time horizon investor, even if you think you're a short-term time horizon investor. So let's take a look at some different um, age groups. So let's say that you are 70 years old. As a 70-year-old, and we wish every one of our 70-year-olds that are listening today great health and long life. The odds would say, right, go dig out a mortality table, the odds would say you're not going to live 40 more years. So a 40-year time horizon not only would involve generating cash for you to years during your lifetime, right? So the $80,000 a year for the first seven years that that's likely money you could use the 120,000 a year uh, in that second set of seven years, which gets you into your mid eighties. That's also pretty reasonable that, you, that those are dollars you'd be able to use. So this could be an investment that not only functions for your retirement, for your life, but then you've got another 25 years, roughly, of this 40 year timeline I've described that would essentially occur inside your estate. And so a couple interesting things happen. When this 40 year timeline, and again, whether you're 70 years old or 80 or 60 or what have you, when this 40 year timeline I've described spans into your estate, meaning, after your quote-unquote estate event, when you pass away, there is potentially, and I say that simply because you need to investigate the proper way to title your investments to make sure this works and structure your estate correctly. There's potentially a step-up in basis, which would, if the million dollars has grown to 3 million and change, would now increase the basis to that $3 million, such that when the 1031 and chain is broken somewhere down the road, the tax on that gain is essentially wiped out. But look what we've done. We're now creating something where we're leaving value in our estate for our heirs, for our beneficiaries. But we're doing it in a way that, Gives the beneficiaries, awards the beneficiaries cash flow, cash flow from the estate, but not the assets in this estate. Right. So let's, let's take another look here. We're going to, we're going to follow the math I just did. Right. We're going to say that a 70 a year old makes this kind of an investment. And when they're 84, 85, something like that that's when they pass away and it becomes an estate event. Well, by then, that million dollars is worth two and a quarter million. And that's been reinvested in a new asset and it's generating $180,000 a year. So if you had the estate structured in such a way that it was like, well, we're just going to bust it up and we'll take the two and a quarter million and divide it amongst the heirs, you could do that. And if you did that, then everybody would get whatever they got and and they'd be done with it. Much like if I gave you the million dollars and said, here, you could go spend it on whatever you want. It might get spent and then be gone. The rule I've put in place here and that an estate could follow is... Well, you can't touch the two and a quarter million. It's invested in a new asset and you've got to leave it. And the assets themselves can be sold over time with the equity from those reinvested so that there's more and more cash generated over time. But you can't ever actually touch the money that's in the assets. If that's how an estate is structured, which is the rules that we've just laid out, then that means that the heir or heirs in the first seven years of their hold period, when it's inside the estate, would see $180,000 a year in cash flow. And in the second set of hold period, the second seven years would see $270,000. And in the third would see $400,000. And in the fourth would see over $600,000. And so that estate is now structured in such a way that the heirs benefit Today, and the benefit they receive grows over time based on the continued growth and value of the underlying assets. So that's a 70-year-old. Well, what if I'm 40? What if you're a 40-year-old? And again, we wish all of our 40-year-olds that are listening long life and great health. 40 years, very doable according to the mortality tables, right? If you're a healthy 40 year old, uh, you've got a wonderful opportunity to make it another 40 years here. And so it's not in a state event for you, at least not during the 40 year timeline, right? And again, this doesn't have to stop at 40 years. You could continue. So during your time horizon, you're 40 years, you're getting $80,000 the first seven years, you're getting 120 the next seven. That might be money that is valuable to use. Uh, I certainly recall as a 40-year-old, a few extra dollars would be helpful. Uh, You know, kids are getting into more expensive education at that point in time. Uh, College generally starts uh, for many people uh, paying for college when you're in your Forties, uh, uh, there can start being uh, you know other expenses, weddings, and helping uh, you know your uh, children uh, get their first household set up, and you know all those kinds of activities. And you might not need that money so much, right? That eighty thousand or hundred and twenty thousand, you might be in a position where, well, I've got a a good job and I make enough to take care of my needs, and that's just investment income that I can reinvest. Well, that's great. Then you could actually use that to reinvest, which would make these numbers grow even faster. At some point in time though, it's, hey, I'm going to start slowing down. I'm going to look at retirement. I'm going to move to a different way of living. I'm going to, my kids have left. I'm downsizing. I'm going to slow down. Maybe I'm going to retire. Maybe I'm going to retire early, whatever retire early means to you, because everybody has a different picture in their mind about the timeline of when they'll retire. Um, So if I'm in my forties and I decide that I'm going to invest the way we're describing and I'm going to use the cash, I'm not going to reinvest it because we'll keep the numbers the same. Um, Then when I'm in my uh, mid sixties, I'm getting about two hundred and seventy thousand dollars a year out of this million dollar investment. that's that's really wonderful. And if I were to retire then, I'd continue to get that. And if just a few years later, I'd be getting four hundred thousand dollars a year. That's truly significant. Now, I'm uh, let's agree on something uh, as well. If you're fortunate enough as a 40-year-old to have a million dollars to invest so that these are the numbers that get thrown off, um, congratulations, that's that's a wonderful achievement, however it is that that's come about. And uh, you, you probably have a lifestyle or may have a lifestyle in which uh, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year uh, is the income you're used to seeing. Remember, this is also scalable. So you could take a million, just knock a zero off, and it's $100,000. And if you have $100,000 when you're 40, which is, for many people, a very achievable goal, then you can see these same kinds of numbers. And for example, instead of seeing $400,000 a year of income shortly after you retire, you'd see $40,000 a year of income. $40,000 $40,000 of income on a $100,000 investment that's that's a pretty great return and you've received cash along the along the way. All right, let's let's take a look at one more age group. Let's take a look at a 20 something. Now, probably aren't a lot of 20-somethings that are in a position to invest a million dollars. So again, scalable, right? hundred thousand, even a hundred thousand dollars for a 20 year old might be uh, a number that's a stretch. What we want to talk about though, is the power of time. So a 20-something investing like this would be in their 60s maybe in their mid-60s, at the end of this 40-year cycle I've just described, and that million dollars would be generating $600,000 a year in cash. All right, make it $100,000. Well, $100,000, now someone in their mid-60s is receiving $60,000 a year in cash. So if you're a 20-something listening one, Congratulations on working on your financial education. Best investment you will ever make, hands down. And we're grateful that we get to be a part of helping you with that education. Whatever you are able to do to participate in the investing world, and we think especially in the multifamily space, as you see over time, and time is the Key factor here can have a great impact on your financial success, on achieving your financial goals. Find a way to get $100,000 put together. Find a way to get $50,000 put together. Find a way to get $10,000 put together and get in $10,000. And I'll be the first to say it's challenging to find a way that you could get $10,000 invested. But it isn't impossible. There are ways to, to absolutely do that, and we've talked about that on on the uh, podcast a few different times. And we'll probably have some sessions coming up again in the future about that. But if even if you only put ten thousand dollars in the, an investment that performed the way this described, you'd see some cash flow over time, which wouldn't be uh, terrible. You know, it might be eight hundred dollars a year in the very beginning, but it eventually might be a couple thousand dollars a year, and when you Are 60, now you're seeing $6,000 a year. And $6,000 a year doesn't sound like a lot, but remember, this is from $10,000 you invested when you were in your 20s. And now you're getting $6,000 a year from a pretty simple investment. And the power of that is time. You took the structure of a multifamily investment that has a balanced return, some cash and some equity growth. You added in the tax benefits of being able to defer the tax on the gains so those gains can continue to work for you. And then you simply let time take care of the rest. You don't need to invest in swing for the fences kinds of assets. You can invest in very conservative, boring, basic quality multifamily assets and generate these kinds of returns over time. Wherever you are in your investing life, whether you're just getting started and you're a 20 something, or maybe you're just getting started and you're a 60 something, wherever you are and whatever dollar amount you're able to fund to put an investment in place, and again, you can use this million dollar number simply as a tool to scale up or down to the size that you might be in a position to do, this is part of the plan for you. This is part of how you can look at the future and come up with a plan that's going to work to achieve your goals over time. If you're more tenured in life, meaning you're a little more like my age, then you're going to be looking at this from the standpoint of funds you get to use and funds that are left for your heirs or for philanthropy or other deeds. If you're in the middle of life, these are dollars that could be a significant part of your retirement. If you're younger in life, you've got the power of time. You have great power. I absolutely guarantee you, if you're a 20-something listening, you are envied by every 40 and 50 and 60 and 70-year-old that's listening today. Because every one of us thinks, if only I would have started earlier, look how much farther down the line I would be. So for those of you that are young, Continue your education and find a way to get involved. Uh, It's a wonderful way to create financial stability and success for yourself over time. And time is what you have. So when you look at the $1 million challenge, as you can see, this isn't about some thought experiment of me giving you a bunch of money. This is really a way to look at how can I invest in which I am focused on what my investment can do over time, not on what I can do with the money I actually have in hand. That million dollars, even when it grows to 2 million or 3 million or 4 million, can be very tempting to, oh, I'll just take some of it. If you take some of it, you you significantly depower this kind of a model. This really is a model that's focused on I'm going to enjoy the benefits that this investment can create. I'm not ever going to harvest the investment. This is the goose and the golden egg. Although if you're familiar with that actual story, it has a bit of a tragic ending for the the poor goose. Our version of the goose and the golden egg is we want to keep the goose healthy. We want the goose to grow and have a long and fruitful life and be able to generate more and more golden eggs. And our benefit will be harvesting the golden eggs and using them. That's what we want to do. Now, for those of you that are thinking, well, I'm not a long-term investor. I'm, I invest because I've got a need coming up in a few years. Completely understand that. And so your version of this might look a little different. Is there anyone that's listening that is envisioning a point in their life where they're not going to be an investor, where they're going to simply say, I'm done investing. Give me all my money. I'm going to stick it in a coffee can in the backyard and I'm not going to be an investor anymore. No, I don't think and there's anybody that's listening that thinks that. So if you're thinking, gee, 40 years is a long time frame," I don't know that I can invest that long Well, you're going to invest that long. You're going to be an investor for 40 years, even if you are in your 60s or 70s or 80s, because whatever's left in your estate will be managed by whomever your beneficiaries are, and they'll be investing in the balance of that 40-year timeline. So putting on a 40-year time horizon hat can be a really helpful way to look at your investments overall And what money you put where, what your asset allocation looks like. Again, we did a session on that recently. And if you have funds that you need to get your hands on in the next three years, four years for some specific event, or maybe those are your emergency dollars. Well, those aren't the dollars you're going to put in a longer term real estate investment like this. Those are dollars that you might put into a bond fund or some other uh, maybe a, a currency type investment, cash, uh, money market, something like that. Probably not funds you would put in the in the stock market. And again, we're not suggesting that you don't have any money in the stock market. But as you can see from the power of this model, uh, we absolutely advocate having some money in commercial real estate. In particular, we believe multifamily commercial real estate. Well, I hope this has been valuable. Um, for those of you that uh, don't have a copy of the handout that uh, aren't registered with us, uh, my apologies if the numbers uh, get a little hairy as we're going through all that. Just shoot me an email, and I'm happy to send you a copy of the uh, of the handout at, at marapoling.com, M-A-R-A-P-O-L-I-N-G.com. And for those of you that are registered, I hope you found having the handout valuable as we went through this. Uh, You can always listen to the session again when you've got the handout there. Uh, And if you don't get the handout, it's not essential to really get the gist of this, which is look to the future, help the goose grow to become healthier and healthier and enjoy the golden eggs. That's the bottom line of what it's all about. So thank you for joining me. Have yourself a great week and join me next week for another episode of Multifamily Real Estate Investing, presented by Mara Poli.